How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hi, guys. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Agnes Hewitt. Well, 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 you did it. It's the only place in my life that I'm really doing it. I sent you guys a Christmas card, but we printed out the labels before I could change your name. So your Christmas card will be coming as Aggie. Just FYI. Okay. It says Aggie on everything I have, but it's just I didn't mean to use your, your dead name. Okay. You know, it's going to be a slow burn. Sure. That's how it goes. You know, change doesn't happen overnight. Right. It'll take a while. And I even myself forget all the time, but I'm, I'm ready for it and it's coming. Yeah. Uh, Something else is coming (laughs) and it's a new COVID strain. Oh, it's here. It's here. Well, it's not in LA, is it? I I don't know. I'm like I'm supposed to I'm supposed to go to New York next week, and I'm still going. Mm-hmm. I got a beautiful Dime Square adjacent Airbnb. Nice. I think that by the time you get there, it'll be over. I think next it's like week? A, yeah. That's okay. I should be more I optimistic. It's like peaking and spiking, and like everybody has it now, and then like they're gonna be, it'll be over. Plus. I feel like did the people who you have the booster. I have the booster. I'm not gonna go like I'm I want to go out to eat in restaurants, but other than that, I'm not gonna go to like crowded, sweaty bars or like do like orgies or anything. So I think I'll be okay. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. And you know, just you can definitely still have fun in New York, just like going to restaurants and then like hanging out in your room. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, and I'll be outside. I mean, I I want to walk around. Yeah, I'll be fine. I'll be yeah, and going for walks outside and like it'll be like we'll bang pots and pans for the first responders, just like exactly. they used to do. Yeah. Just start banging your pots and pans and see who joins you. <laughs> <laughs> have, have you seen the trailer for that new JLo movie with Sarah Silverman as like the best friend? Oh yeah, where she's um and 
who's the guy she like in owen guess- wilson like, owen wilson yeah. but sarah silverman has just fully morphed into her own meme of banging the pop- pots and pans <laughs> Does she bang pots and pans in the trailer? That, no, not in the trailer, but she does the like, I don't know, her like little Sarah Silverman ticks that I used to, I guess, find sort of endearing. And now I just find like repulsive and like horrifying. Ah, really? Because she's a grown 50-year-old woman who, I mean, I don't she, I don't want to voice shame her because I think her voice is just like that, but she just acts like an infant. And I yeah. think it's like, it's grown into a shtick. And I think before i'm sorry i don't mean to talk about sarah silverman it's like not something that i think about very often but the fact that she used to have like an edge to her and so it was like a funny juxtaposition between her baby voice and her like dirty comedy Mm -hmm. and now she's just like this sort of sincere liberal bleeding heart person i'm just like i I can't i guess i don't really think of her as having a baby voice really yeah, mm. dog outside. Sorry. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I know she's got a very like distinctive voice, but I guess I I never thought of it as like like to me a baby voice is like in a way higher register than her voice is. Yeah, maybe it's just like nasal. I don't know. <laughs> oh, Jesus I haven't Christ. thought through my thesis. Um. No. I mean, I'll probably forever have a soft spot for Sarah <laughs> Silverman. I'm sorry, my dog is not barked all day. Why is he doing this right now? Wait, wait. I rarely hear him bark ever. Well, a, a dog was barked outside. Uh, uh, oh. Do you think I'm going to get canceled for yelling at my dog like that? He didn't even notice. No, I, you have to put, you're the alpha. You have to put down your foot. I know. I try to tell him that I'm the alpha, but he doesn't believe me. He knows he's the alpha. He Is he used to the new place yet? Or is he like freaking out? Totally used to it. We knew that he was finally felt at home here when he started pissing in the kitchen. And we're like, well, I guess he's finally moved in because he wasn't doing it for at first. Mm -hmm. And we were like, it's a new day, a new dawn. We're in a new place. And nope, he started unleashing. Um, But I wonder sometimes like if we just like brought him back to our old place, if he would just like go in. Like, I don't know. I never know what, yeah, what animals remember. Like my cats have been inside for so many years now. I can even leave the door open and they won't even try to go. They're completely, (laughs) they've, yeah, I've completely broken them. (laughs) Um, I mean, well, BB's like been on vacation for a longish time, I guess, and figured out how to get back, but. His whole life's on vacation. Yeah, I mean, away from, yeah, exactly. His life is one long vacation that he hates. (laughs) Trapped in paradise. Yeah, poor BB. He's fine. Yeah. Uh, What else is new? Um, Did you watch the new Sex in the City? Oh, yes. We have to talk about Che. Che is like the lead character on the show now. I watched it this morning, like at like 8 a.m. in preparation for this podcast, like before I read the newsletters or anything. I was like, well, I guess I have to read the newsletters, but more importantly, I really watch Sex in the City because that's like all I care about. It's more, I mean, so. Che did their whole stand-up special, which was like the most um, just Bad. horrifying thing that I've ever seen in my life. The stand-up special was, it was like if Hannah Gadsby was on Adderall, like it was like, it was her, it was like that level, like there were no jokes in it, no. but she was like really like, or he was, or they were like, sorry, really like aggressive and like, you know, like very, I thought it was very well performed. Yes, Sarah was, Ramirez is like a Sarah Ramirez is a talented actor. Yeah, and, and like 
did a good like they did a good job like approximate like saying the lines the way a stand-up would say them yeah like they said them as if they were jokes but watching it you're very it's like very clear they are not there is no joke it's the the right there was i thought there was one good joke in the whole thing was when they said oh like i'm half mexican and half irish and then didn't they say it's a lot of rice and beads yeah i thought that was like it was a joke at least i thought that was funny oh because it's like beans like rice rice and beans but beads like rosary beads like rosary beads i didn't get that until just now i thought that was the one good joke in the whole set um yeah you know who loved it miranda miranda hops yeah and good okay miranda's gonna start smoking weed and be queer like everybody else in Mm. in at the party i loved the group of non-binary 20 year olds running scampering yeah and just screaming i love my life (laughs) it was so great because they had they all like buzz cuts dyed in different bright colors and like rolled up jeans yeah i mean it's true it's like that's the look that's a look I guess it's a look. I think it's funny that the whole stand-up special was like, you can't, you know, we're not, we don't fit into a cookie cutter and we have all different, we have friends and we come in different shapes and sizes and da da da. And then every single non-binary extra like looked exactly like yeah. what like a 50-year-old white guy in his office would like draw. If you were like, draw a picture of a non-binary person. It was like exactly that. But that's fine. Yeah. There, I mean, the extra, there was one like black trans femme extra that was like running around that was sort of like a different look but then everyone else was sort of yeah the same they were like very it was like what the writers see when they like go to like brooklyn or whatever (laughs) like the look that everybody oh but yeah miranda is drinking a lot charlotte is concerned um but because of chase stand-up miranda wants to change her life and she and steve haven't had sex in years Apparently not. That's crazy. Steve is so hot. I don't care if he's deaf it's and old. He's like so still so hot. hot. I think Miranda's a lesbian. Obviously, because if you weren't, I would like be fucking Steve all the time. No, Steve is definitely the hottest husband of the. Of oh, the show. by far. By yeah. far, hotter than Big. Oh, R.I.P. Big. R.I.P. Again. Big. I need mean, double R.I.P. <laughs> I know that. I mean, I I just had to get in. I just had to make my point that would have that has stood for decades. Yeah, this is one of those cancellations that, like, has been long in the making. But why did they wait until after he was written off the show? I, that is, well, I don't think they, I think it it came out. I can't imagine that they were, like, coordinating. No, that's what I'm, I'm just saying, like, what kind of power play is it that, like, it doesn't come out until after? I bet, yeah, Sarah Jessica Parker is probably too powerful and was, like, the compromise was, like, bury the story until after he's dead and then we'll do it. Or what if they're like, can we just have them for one episode? We promise we'll kill them. Just let us do it for one episode and then you can release this. Yeah. That's and he's compromise. like, let me do one Peloton ad and get the check. And then and then the Peloton ad was um, was yanked. Which I never saw. Did you see it? I saw it on like online, but I never saw it like in the wild watching TV. I didn't see it anywhere because it was yanked by the time I found out about the story. You know what else, what else was yanked? Or apparently the rumor is they cut down the Nicole Kidman AMC ad and made it shorter. Yeah, they do that. They also cut out the, there used to be like a guy who like spilled popcorn all over himself in the AMC oh, yeah. ad. 
they cut that out. I think it's like if something is too stupid and everybody's laughing at it, like they don't they don't want the audience to like respond in any way. So they just cut it out. If I go to Spider-Man tonight and I don't see her say uh, heartbreak feels good in a place like this, I'm going to riot. You may not see it, Brian. I, think I probably can- won't. I already bought my heartbreak feels good in a place like this T-shirt. It's coming. Right, so it lives on. It it's like on. that. And you're like, um, the movie pass t-shirt which is also <laughs> coveted item uh but yeah no, i mean nothing good can last in this life people mm-hmm. take away everything with a bit of beauty and creativity and i love the new sex in the city by the way also oh yeah it's and like so I, entertaining and I, this episode i loved the most this really felt like sex in the city to me it was a little lighter because yeah they weren't doing a funeral it was like Carrie's you know neuroses about Big's ex-wife and like it was yeah it was like typical they all had their little plot lines oh Charlotte's child now is going to be non-binary yeah um can't wait till they get that classic buzz cut yeah exactly (laughs) and the short and the shorts and the Mm -hmm. Doc Martens I love my life I love my life in the street while they're running down the sidewalk yeah so that's that's what's going on with the girls. That's um, everyone on Sex in the City. That's been my priority this week. Yeah. The only, I still haven't, they released the first couple episodes of the new Real Housewives of Miami. Oh, is, is that a new city? It's, so they did Miami years ago for a few seasons. It's the only Housewives franchise I've never watched an episode of. Interesting. And this new version is streaming just on Peacock. And that's I was right. almost thinking of skipping it, but then uh, I realized that the tennis player, Martina Navratilova, her wife is one of the Real Housewives, oh, and Martina is going to be on it. They're like the first same-sex couple housewife ever. Oh, wow. Um, and I want to see, because Martina, I mean, I love her as a tennis player, but she's like a lunatic, and so it will be fun to see her as like a house husband. Oh yeah, that will be exciting. Um, yeah, I'm still not watching any Housewives, but that's fine. That's no. where I need to be in my life right now. The Sex in the City is like filling the whatever. Sure, I sure. Find. I still think. I mean, you should watch Salt Lake, and you really easy. It'll go down easy. The Housewives girl trip. It's only like six episodes, and it's all your old favorites. Yeah, I love my old faves. Luann's on it. Yeah, Luann, Ramona, Teresa, Melissa, Kenya, Cynthia, and I'm forgetting one other person. New York just started making me, New York is the only one I really watched. Sometimes I'd watch a little Beverly Hills because it's like in LA and because it's like on at the same time as New York. But New York is just getting hard to watch for me because I do love them all so much. I love Sonia. I love Ramona. Um, and I like, you know, hate love to hate Louisiana. Um, but it just is they're getting old. I don't know. It's like if the whole thing is getting old, and I don't want them to leave the show, and I'm afraid that's like where it's headed. But I also just like it feels so directionless and like yeah. so like cold and lonely. And no, I I honestly have after this last season, I do think they need to retire. Those old older original og housewives i think they need to bring i think we said this before on the podcast bring tinsley back 
center mm-hmm. it around Tinsley and Leah. Even keep um, what's her face Ebony, and then hire Cat Marnell. Hire a couple more sort of young, like Dime Square people, and then yeah. and then maybe keep keep Luann or Sonia, one of them, as like the Lisa Vanderpump. I mean, I think they could keep all three of them as like a three-way Lisa Vanderpump. I mean, I think they're all, I think they all still bring a lot to the show. I just feel like there needs to be more like young blood and it needs to be like more, like it just needs to feel more like they really live there, which was like always the magic of New York, that it felt very like, it felt like they really knew each other and whatever, just like a bunch of old ladies having coffee and being like, I don't like her. is just not appealing. No. Yeah. I think it was, I mean, also sort of challenging to shoot during COVID when a lot of places were closed. Oh, yeah. Uh, Cause yeah, usually, you know, you see them at the Regency, you see them at um, what is, what was their favorite little bar to pick up guys? I don't know. <laughs> not Bagatelle uh, or Biblio. There's so many B bars in, New York but you know Leah does continue to be a role model for me and I can't I like Leah I say even bring back Heather Thompson because she's so insane oh Heather Thompson really is a problem for me I struggle with yeah I mean she's a horrible person but oh Leah has a book coming out interesting actually what oh did you read the um Allison Roman I was gonna say biopic of Allison Roman profile in new yorker i didn't it came out literally like because we, we talked about her last week a little bit and then it literally came out like that day uh i didn't you know i took twitter off my phone this week smart thank you i mean i put it back on i took it off i've yeah. been on and off but i haven't really been like really on reading what's going on so i didn't know it existed but it's, it tells everything i mean you should read it i guess if people are like super into the Alison Roman discourse, it's worth reading, but there's no, there's not really much new information. It's just sort of, it's framed as, I guess this reporter had been talking to her basically since before she got quote unquote canceled. That long? Yeah, she said, they said that she started talking to her for this article in March of 2020. You know, I guess, um, I guess that's what they do with the New Yorker. They really take the time with these Yeah. So like, it just sort of talks about her life, you know, her sort of rise to fame before and her sort of fading to the background. And now she's sort of, I mean, she always was sort of defiant and I don't really blame her because I don't really think she did that much. She she definitely like had a few missteps. And I don't think she did anything wrong. And I think it's ridiculous that she got fired from the New Yorker. I think it was totally stupid well she got fired from the new york times i mean the new york times yeah i thought it was totally stupid um but now i don't feel because apparently she she has her newsletter which i just get the free one and you get so many recipes but i guess you can subscribe to like a bonus version and she has apparently in the five digits of subscribers so she says she makes about five times as much money as she was making at the new york times anyway so i really don't feel bad for her Oh, well, that's good. Um, And then she has her YouTube channel, which I don't really watch. And she was, yeah. So after like, you know, everything happened, she stopped, she stopped doing any recipes that could be even remotely construed as like appropriative or ethnic. But now she's um, wading back into the waters by she cooked some sort of lentils. And she made a note that this is definitely like based on doll. And she got mixed mixed reviews but then she said like if i want to make a pot of fucking lentils i'll make a pot of fucking lentils and i say good for her 
Yeah, I mean, I think I saw some of the doll controversy where it was like first she called it lentils and then they were like, you need to call it doll. And then she was like, I think doll is just a word for lentils. Yeah, doll's literally a word for lentils and like whatever, whatever. I don't need to get into it. I mean, it's just like it's this just seems so in the weeds to me. It's like, how can you possibly keep up with it? Uh, Yeah, but. I don't know the article there wasn't like any it wasn't like revelatory in the way that the Jeremy Strong profile was it's sort of like whatever you thought about Allison Roman beforehand you probably will keep thinking of her the same what do you what do you mean the Jeremy Strong thing was revelatory oh just that it sort of uncovered like a part of his personality that that people I mean people that he worked with obviously knew but I feel like the general public sort of didn't know how eccentric he was yeah and how sort of maybe similar he is to the character he plays in certain ways and so I think it like it actually I mean in the short run it might have like been embarrassing for him but I feel like in the long run it'll actually help him like build mystique as an actor and it's probably really good publicity for him. I thought what was embarrassing was like all was like Jessica Chastain and everyone being like we need to clear his name <laughs> yeah that was so embarrassing I mean all those actors they're they're also Jessica Chastain is probably the most embarrassing person in the world just in general um yeah, I mean, I just thought that was so stupid. Um, but I, yeah, I thought the article was fun. I mean, it's like fun. It's like just a fun, silly article about his method. And they all do it. Like Jared Leto with the Joker was doing crazy oh, totally. stuff. Oh, totally. And mean, Lady Gaga, I think Lady, like, have you been listening at all to Lady Gaga's like press tour for House of Gucci and how, and she's talking about like how method she got for this role? No, but I did. I, I mean, I heard that she like, only spoke in that accent the entire time yeah and she hired she hired um like a psychiatric nurse to be with her all at all times on set because she thought she would like go insane playing the role oh my god but I think for her I feel like her the the awards campaign is just like part of her performance and like I think she's canny enough to to be self-aware and I sort of don't even really believe that she got to this sort of fragile place I do think that this is just sort of part of her playing the role of an actress on a campaign tour wow that's so meta I think she yeah she's like extremely meta um and I don't doubt that she has like um that she like commits really hard to the role and that she even like you know struggles with mental illness I totally believe that but I don't I think that like her claims of like going so far off the edge for this role that is I mean it's like dramatic but it's not it's just like a normal dramatic role. Um, yeah, I didn't feel like, well, I, I don't know. I didn't like love House of Gucci. I thought it was like, I didn't really get it. <laughs> I enjoyed it, but it, it like, it drags a little, but I feel like a lot of those um, sort of movies that gain a reputation as being a, a cult classic and like a camp classic. If you actually watch a lot of those movies, they do drag in certain moments because you're so, you're so hyped for the, the the fireworks. Like if you go back and watch Showgirls or Valley of the Dolls or any of them, there's long stretches of those movies that are quite boring. Yeah, well, like Showgirls is like a so bad it's good type of thing, right? Yeah, like, and I think that's like what House of Gucci is going for as well. But it's like intentionally trying to be that? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think at least, I mean, I think that the actors knew like what movie they were in and were, were giving like insane performances. I think that the camp in House of Gucci, for the most part, was pretty purposeful and self-aware. But like to what, like, I just didn't get like what, 
I guess I just didn't understand. It felt, yeah, I mean, I guess that's what it felt like. It felt like a fake movie. It felt like a pretend movie. Yeah, because it's like none of these characters exhibit any sort of recognizable human behavior. Yeah, and Uh, it also, like, it has, like, no, like, it's, like, not about any, it's, like, not, it's literally about nothing. Like, the point of, the moral of the story is, like, murder is bad. (laughs) Like, don't do it. Yeah, it's, like, some people, you know, lose money and struggle with their businesses and then murders but yeah i don't know i i enjoy i enjoyed them just for i just like the spectacle of it i liked watching lady gaga i will defend jared leto's performance to the ends of the earth i thought he was brilliant yeah i thought he was just giving like a comedy performance for sure um but no i thought it was like entertaining i definitely thought it was like enjoyable but i'm like wait you spoke in an italian accent for a year to do this yeah (laughs) and like apparent i mean her accent I don't, I'm not an expert on Italian accents, but it sounded different than what I'm used to. I mean, yeah, but what do I know? Cause I exactly. probably, what I would expect is like the most is like no one in Italy really sounds like Yeah. That. And she claims that it was like from the particular region of Italy that she was from, that that character was from. I, tr- I trust her. I trust Gaga. I do too. And it's like, you know, you never know. Like sometimes ac- these accents like do not sound the way you expect them to. Yeah. And you want, you want a little, it like, uh, creativity because i whenever like british people play americans they do this like really you know round vowels like john wayne type of middle america accent that sounds sort of fake yeah it's like over it's they overdo it except if you're nicole kidman and then you underdo it yeah well then you just like whisper everything so no one can hear what you're saying anyway did you see lucy and ricky no, not yet. Did you? Yeah, I liked I like, it. I, I really want to see I enjoyed it. it. I thought it was good. I like Aaron Sorkin's dialogue. It's just like rat-a-tat-tat. Like, all these things happen. You got Lucy and Ricky. You got Frethel. Frethel. You got Fred and Ethel. <laughs> it was good. I liked it. Well, I'm excited to see it. I mean, I do like Aaron Sorkin usually. Like, I like most of his stuff. Um, I did think that I've heard it, this being compared to an Aaron Sorkin project that I didn't like, which was Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. Oh, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Peas in a pod. Aaron Sorkin's idea of like comedy and like what it is to write comedy is so bizarre. It's like very, it's like, I think his idea is that everybody's like really serious and they're like, this is funny. And like, (laughs) I will make the people laugh with my brilliance, but like they're never laughing or enjoying themselves or, and they have no sense of humor and are like totally monstrous. No, I think, I mean, I think this movie does get, right like the panic that comes of like having to produce something under like duress and like needing to like bang out jokes and like sitting in a room and like just sort of wanting to kill yourself yeah Um, I do want to see it I do want to see it it's just like there's so much to see right now yeah it's a lot and also my new thing is I only see movies that I want Uh, this is not that new this has been my thing for like a year hence why you're um you're abandoning your partner when yeah we're all seeing spider-man tonight yeah i just like i don't want to i just don't want to see him so i'm gonna just not see him no i'm sure you're not gonna be missing much and i'm also i'm not gonna see belfast oh talk about a snooze oh because i'm like i don't i don't care i'm not gonna see i don't know there are others that i'm not gonna see i don't know what i'm not gonna see yeah but i'm like i mean if i come up if it if i see it i'm not gonna be like oh my eyes, I saw Belfast, but I'm just not going to like go and make a whole thing about it. 
Yeah, and I, that's the type of movie that you'll probably end up seeing anyway, just by virtue of it will just be sticking around for a long time. Yeah, um, it feels like a plain movie. Totally, totally. It's it's so mediocre. It's like, I mean, the Oscars are like stupid anyway, always, but just the fact that this is the front runner for best picture is particularly embarrassing. <laughs> is it really a front runner? Supposedly, but that's like, I mean, everyone just has no idea what they're talking about at this point and just like predicts things. So you never know. Yeah, you never know. Um, wow, that was like a lot of movie talk. Well, you know, you know, you know, there's not. Oh, the Green Knight, I'm not gonna see. That's it. Oh, I, or I, Duel, I, I'm not gonna see. Oh, Duel, I, Last Duel, I thought was good. I liked all those ones. Green Knight, Last Duel, they were cute. That's fine. I, I'm glad. I'm happy for you. <laughs> I'm not gonna see them. I don't want to. <laughs> uh, but you did see uh, Power of the Dog. Power of the Dog I wanted to see. Fantastic. Brilliant. I Great. My, Loved it. Loved it. My top three right now, Power of the Dog, uh, Drive My Car, and Come On, Come On. Those are those are the movies that really uh, affected me emotionally. I haven't seen Drive My Car or Come On, Come On yet. I Come On, Come On was a movie that, I, that was on my I don't want to see list, and you convinced me that I do want to see Drive My Car, I want to see. Yeah. They're just, I mean, Come On, Come On is just so cute. It's like, I really don't like kids in movies, but this one, I see, I feel like this might be the best child performance since Orphan in a completely different movie. <laughs> I love Orphan. Oh, I also want to see, there's a new movie with the girl from Orphan as like a competitive rower or something, college rower that's supposed to be compared to like um, Black Swan, but for rowers. Oh, good. And I really want to see that. That sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't want to get into the rest of my top, my top movies of the year because I don't want to be a part of like sorry. malignant. Malignant might. Malignant is uh, malingering for me. Malignant. I liked it. Where is she? Oh, where it's the she's the demon on the back of her head. Yeah, malignant was fun. That it. was one of the first ones I saw in the theater after. I think that was an early, although the first one I saw, the first movie I saw in the theater was A Quiet Place. Oh, the first one I saw was the um, the Bob Odenkirk one where he like kills all these Russian gangsters. I didn't like oh, it. Oh yeah, it that, see, okay, a movie I didn't want to see. Yeah, no, and you didn't miss much. Um, there you go. Cool. Um, Gwyneth is, was a movie star. Oh man. Now she's a, she's did you read any star. of these crypto uh articles of course not what are you talking she, about so gwyneth this is the first poor financial decision she's ever made in her life i think i don't know maybe she, i mean you know time will tell but she i guess participated in a round of investing involving i don't know what the syntax is with the sentence she put money into this company called Terra wolf so i didn't realize crypto mining is like re, like it is actually people mining metal and making actual coins. Did you know this? No. Apparently it's like very bad for the environment. It takes up. That's shocking. It's like re real, I guess. I don't, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I, I'm still very confused. There are actual coins? It's, yeah, supposedly cryptocurrency is one of the most environmentally destructive things. How? How is that possible? I, what I, is wrong with these fucking people? My God, like, what the fuck? I don't know. But anyway, this this company, Terra Wolf, is supposed to be a green 
carbon neutral crypto firm. And so Gwyneth and a bunch of other rich people invested in it. And then it went public and then it plummeted. And it started at $25 a share. And then it went down to 20 when this article was made. And then I just checked it today and it's down to 14. So I don't know what to tell you. I think, I just think crypto is on its way out. Like the Omaricon variant. Yeah, I guess. Even like Bitcoin has dropped. My Doge is now below where I bought it for. I'm actually losing oh, money now in Doge, no. which is so sad. Not your Doge. I know. I lost well, $25. Doesn't Elon, like, isn't he like a major investor in that? Well, he's the one that like propped it up by saying, like, he was like claiming that, you know, he bought a ton of it and then it was going to be the new thing. And then he, and then a few days later, I think he said, oh, I, never mind. It's terrible. And then everyone sold it. Well, I don't even know what to say about that other than I'm never investing in crypto. No, but maybe now it's so low, maybe everyone should buy the dip. If I mean, Gwyneth hasn't really led us wrong in anything ever. So yeah, she's right about everything. She's right about everything. So maybe we should trust her. I know. I'm going to, I'm going to trust her. If she's doing it, then I'll do it. Sure. Well, it's, um. I was gonna say hashtag. It's not. Ha- it's W U L F on the on Nasdaq. If anyone wants to buy a share, it's okay. only fourteen dollars now. That still seems expensive to me. Fourteen dollars for a share, and how many of them do you have to buy? I mean, I think if you have like Robinhood, you can just buy. You don't have to. There's no like minimum. You can just buy as few as possible. Uh, but AMC is even down. Luckily, yeah. I sold that at the top. I'm smart. I don't think there's going to be another game song situation happening. No, I think that was sort of a, just a, a mid pandemic. Everyone sort of got bored. But and I always, what if you were one of the people who like made so much money doing it? I mean, God bless you. But the people, I mean, what's really fucked up though, is that like Robin Hood, like kneecapped everyone and made it so they couldn't sell when it was yeah. at its highest. So it's like, who gives a shit? So it's like, why would you ever use Robin Hood? Because it's like, if you ever start to make money, they'll just be like, actually, you can't have it. It's, I thought that was like one of the most grotesque things that I've ever heard of a company doing. Like, is at the the very least, these people are supposed to be like for free market and like, hey, if you can make money, any way you make money is fine. And like, you know, everybody's equal here. And then these people figured out a way to like actually make money doing this thing. And they're like, oh no, you no. can't. For no reason. There was like no legal right reason that they couldn't do it. They just decided that it was too much for them. And they had to like keep these people on their place. It was insane. Yeah, the grotesqueries of capitalism. Well, it's just like, stick to your principles, you know, like do what you say you believe. And it's like, if you lose in your own, in the, if if they lose in the game that they're playing with their rules, they just change the rules. Like that's how it goes. So like, why even bother? Uh, Yeah. It's a losing game. Stupid. We just are waiting around until we die. But hey, you can watch, come on, come on. Yeah. So many good moves. The New Yorker. You can, you can do whatever the hell you want. You know, there's a lot of stuff out there. You can watch Sex in the City, the new Sex in the City. Oh, also about Sex in the City. I think that the um, the font of the opening titles is one of the wildest things I've ever seen. It's like very 
90s. Yeah. It's yeah. like a baby blue script. Yeah, so you can all you can hardly see it. It's so pale and pastel. It's just like it looks like it's from another time and it also it just it's very weird. I don't know. Is that was that on the old Sex in the City? I haven't watched it in a long time. No, I, I thought the old it's been a while, but I think those were like big block letters. Wouldn't it? And it was like white and it looked like it was like in a typewriter but like a wacky typewriter maybe i don't know and i don't know and i don't why did carrie keep her apartment all these years she just left it empty oh yeah oh that was one thing i was thinking where like i was more confused by the end of sex in the city (laughs) this week sex in the city than i was by power of the dog (laughs) because i was like wait she went to the she went to her old apartment she went to her normal apartment and was like, no, I'm going to walk. And then she walked to her old apartment. Is that the big. Yeah. And I thought, I I thought it was going to be like, she like knocks on the door and says, Oh, I used to live here. But like, no, she just like literally kept the apartment the whole time and like, didn't rent it out and just like kept it empty and just wasted all that money. And now she's a lot of, Oh, I think it's common. Like a lot of people keep their old apartments. Really? Yeah. I guess if you have so much money, it doesn't matter, but it's like, well, they're they're so rich. Yeah. And money is no object to them. And I feel like, you know, people like to keep their apartments so they can like have the, if you have like unlimited resources, so you can like have the, you can always go back. Yeah. And I guess it's like, if you're, you're just like, oh, I'm hanging out downtown. I can just like not take a cab home. I can just go to my old apartment. I know. Well, yeah, my, my guess is that it's not going to be empty, that it's going to like look like it did in the show. Yeah, no, it'll be like dusty. It'll be like Miss Haversham. Um, but it's going to be like the same set and everyone's going to be like, oh my, oh my God, yeah. But maybe there'll be like a ghost or something. I don't know. Yeah. A little Annabelle. Oh my God. What if there's like an Annabelle moved in and the whole thing becomes like a horror <laughs> show? <laughs> and it's like, I want Big to love me a million dollars. Yeah. Well, there's... I don't know how many episodes there are left, but how many millions of dollars are they supposed to have if he's just like living, leaving millions of dollars to everybody? How rich are I, they? I, he's extremely rich because he left his ex-wife a million dollars, and then all these charities—they're so rich. Yeah, and he's like, I leave a million dollars, and she's like, Yeah, who? Who gets it? I don't care. She doesn't care about any of no. it. I guess yeah, people are just rich. <laughs> well, fiction these fictional people, yeah, and also a lot of real people. <laughs> And all of them, I mean, they are so rich in real life that they just are like, oh, this is a normal amount of money to have. I think all those, yeah. all those people are so rich. All the, I mean, I guess they probably hired some like new writers too, but like all the original writers on the show, they, everyone involved in that show just must be so rich. Oh yeah. Um, shall we move on to the newsletters? Yes. There actually was like real meat to the bones this week. I thought. Oh, did you? The, the last newsletter there were like actual articles like new things there were i mean there was yeah. okay let's get into okay. it okay well well i guess because i'm doing so much of my own well i'll just tell you <laughs> so what was your what was your best okay so my best um and my worst are kind of like one thing it's like one big story that i have to share with All right. the group I got into manifesting. <laughs> Ooh, I thought you were going to say you got uh, you got in on the wait list to Garden of Earthly Delights. 
Oh, no, I am on the, I'm still waiting so, and I haven't heard back. Wow. So that's not great. Um, but I did get into manifesting right. and I, I always know, like when I start manifest, when I start like thinking about like new age spiritual stuff, I'm like, okay, I'm at my wit's end. Like I'm really sick and like in an unhealthy emotional place, like something bad is going on, whatever. And, um, but that doesn't stop me because I'm like, maybe this will pull me out of it. So I started like listening. So I just like Googled like manifesting or mm-hmm. something manifesting podcast and like one of the first things that came up like I just was like scanning scanning and it was like something something goop and I was like great this is the one that I want and there's this girl there are these girls who have been on goop I think they did like goop like the wellness maybe they did like one of the conventions or something it's called expanded wait I don't know it's called expanded by to be magnetic so it's like to be magnetic is the podcast and it's with Lacey Phillips and apparently there was like another girl that used to host it and like all of the fans are up in arms because they're like the new girl isn't as good as the old girl Mm. anyway so the reason it's my best and the worst is because I'm like okay I'm like getting into it I'm reading about it I'm like listening to the podcast the first one I fire up is the guest who is it but Miss Elise? Oh! And Brian, I fucking listened to the whole thing. And I have never listened to Elise before in my life. I've never listened to her. I'm like, she starts talking. I'm start walking. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I can't, I can't deal with her. And especially her interviews, I think she has a lot of issues with um race and class and privilege that are just totally not addressed and she's I find her to be honestly really infuriating yeah uh, you got but, through, you got through this whole episode yeah and I was like I get it I understand why she has such a hold over these people you, and really? it's like she reminds yeah because she reminds me of like some friends that I've had like do you ever have a friend who like reads everything it's just like a really big reader and will like start like telling you about things that they read sure yeah yeah yeah. and they can be really like captivating because you're like listening and you're like oh my god wow that's so interesting because they're like really good at like reading like nonfiction and then internalizing it and then like repeating it back okay yeah yeah this is that's elisa's skill huh so she reads and then she regurgitates and I think a lot of these women don't read very much and don't really know what is going on. And she is able to sort of like wash over them with her like knowledge about different different topics. And it's um, like in this podcast, there were very infuriating moments. Like they were talking about, I think this was the one with Elise. I might be thinking of one with a different person. They all sound exactly the same. They're all just like two women, like talking to each other about bullshit. But like one of them, she was just like, 
they were talking about what happened during the pandemic, during the lockdown. And they're, they're all like, you know, it was like, actually both of them are like, it was great for us and our Mm -hmm. family because, you know, one of them is like, well, you know, I was working, but we had a nanny and it was like, really, she just said we had help. And so it was fine. And it was like, actually a really great time in our marriage. And we just all got to like be together in this amazing way. And, and, um, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, well, yeah, you had a nanny, like you didn't have to deal with anything you didn't want to. And then the other one was, um, you know, we were probably also had a nanny, but she's like, yeah, we were like on our like farmhouse and we were totally isolated from everybody and like, blah, 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 blah. So it's like, they were like living, they were like protected. Like a lot of people were from by their like wealth and privilege, which is like, if that's your situation, that's your situation. But once again, I don't think we need to repeat it again. Just keep it to your fucking self. Like (laughs) the world doesn't need to hear about how great, how much you enjoyed the pandemic, the fucking pandemic lockdown, like how great it was for your family that was already doing great and wasn't going to be hurt by literally anything. And like, you know what I mean? It's just like, shut up. And and then these people have the audacity to like act like they're going to tell people how to live their fucking lives you know it's just like it's so infuriating but on the other hand (laughs) (laughs) there were also parts of it that I really liked like Elise I actually kind of liked some of what she was saying where she was like you need to be so Elise is writing a book the same the book about the like feminine archetypes and what what was she doing is it that one so it's about the seven deadly sins oh seven deadly sins that's right because she thinks that the seven deadly sins are things that like are like women are all afraid of doing or something okay. like that women like bad girl like you you don't can't be a bad girl and do the seven deadly sins like i think she's thinking about like lust and gluttony um especially yeah. oh and like envy envy you know? anger yeah i mean it's all things that like are particularly women are particularly punished for doing in that women society. like especially shouldn't do yeah. or are, are conditioned not to do or whatever so I think that's good that's a good um I mean I was like this is interesting and she was talking about like the Gnostic gospels and stuff to these people who like they don't they haven't read the Gnostic yeah gospels. so I, I think you're right like Elise is like a smart person and she is yeah. she's like an intellectual to some extent like you said she's a reader I don't think she's like a particularly original thinker I think she might be what some people would call a pseudo intellectual a pseudo intellectual uh um but that's yeah. like but that's i'm i'm like two or three notches below oh that, yeah so i'm like i could the that. most i can hope for ever is to be considered a pseudo intellectual so oh that would be an the honor of a lifetime yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but that's i kind of think what elise's game is but i listened to the whole thing and i've continued to listen to it and it's like i listened to it and i'm like vibing with it and then they get Amanda Chantal Bacon was on it. Oh, wow. like, so they, they got it. the real cream of the crop of the loony. This bin. is like the biggest manifesting podcast. And they were on Goop. Like they're in this world. Like, and it's can you re- can you repeat like, the name of the podcast again for everyone? Okay. It's called it's called Expanded by well the okay. So the brand is called To Be Magnetic. Okay. Okay. Cause like when you're manifesting, when you're doing law of attraction, you're magnetic, right? The podcast is called expanded. So on the little graphic, it says expanded by to be magnetic. And the picture is like a woman wearing like a cowboy hat and like looking kind of smug. And then 
but the name on Apple Podcasts is Expanded Podcast with Lacey Phillips. All right, Lacey Phillips Expanded. I think that'll. So I guess this is Lacey Phillips. There's also, oh yeah, Jessica Gill. So I feel like the women in the comments are like, you know, because I read the reviews and a lot of them are like, I don't know which one they don't like. Oh, one, this one is like, I hate Jessica and I love Lacey, which to me feels like very counter um, to what they're promoting on this podcast. Like they're very against like competition among women and like they're against like being jealous and whatever. Yeah. But it seems like these women maybe aren't expanded quite enough. But that is, I mean, I would say most of the podcasts I listen to, I do, if not equally, like I almost equally enjoy both of the co-hosts because if not, I probably wouldn't listen to the podcast. But there are yeah. a few where there's one rotten apple in the bunch. Okay, well, if anyone likes Brian more than me, guess what? I don't want to fucking hear it. No, and same like, with me. If everyone likes no, Agnes we better, we don't want to know. We don't care. We don't want to hear it. Here we come. They're going to come for me. I can't. My ego can't take it, please. I'm weak. I'm weak. Yeah, we're all fragile. Um, that's so interesting, though, that now you're the world's number one Elise Lohman fan. Well you know, I guess I am. I mean, I'm not, I'm not an Elise fan, but I'm a, I'm just like an expanded by to be magnetic sure. with Lacey Phillips fan. And with that comes Elise. But you're still not interested in listening to her uh, pulling the thread podcast, correct? I can't go that no. far because yeah. if it's not going to be about my spiritual journey, then I'm not interested. Yeah, yeah. But here's the, the problem is, and it's like the same exact problem that I have every step of the way with a hundred percent of this shit is that I like it. I'm there with these people. And then they pull out this stuff. That's like, so tone deaf and like privileged and ignorant and it's absolutely infuriating. And they remind you yet again that these practices are for a select group of young, white, wealthy women who can do these things. And it's it always like hurts when they do it. And they can't stop because they one of the things that Elise kept saying on this podcast was like, for some reason, the whole, there was like a huge part about like how to handle criticism from like your podcast, like when you get criticized on your podcast. (laughs) And she was basically saying like, well, basically all criticism against me is just a projection. So I don't take any of it seriously. I mean, that was her, that was, I mean, I think to some extent, uh, if you're, especially if you're like a, a public person, you sort of have to have that mentality as like a survival mechanism, but, uh, and some of it might be true. I'm sure that some of our criticism of people are, is, 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 I don't know if projection, but like, you know, says something more about us than it does about them. Oh, wait, of course it does. Yeah. And also like, you know, I'm just straight up jealous of a lot of them. Um, and I would never pretend otherwise. Like, am I, I mean, I'm not even jealous of Gwyneth Paltrow. It's like, I'm so, such a piece of dirt <laughs> at her feet that like, I wouldn't even, I mean, it would be ridiculous for me to even call myself that. Um, but at the same time, like there are things that I think like as a person who like, as people who do have like a relative amount of privilege as well, like we also like when we can't just blindly follow this shit and act like it's everything they say is totally fine. When we can, when a lot of it is like very obviously not okay. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. All, all, all we can ask of people and ourselves is to be somewhat self-aware and to have some sort of sense of proportion and, and, and uh, yeah, be aware of our own privilege. Yeah. And I, that was like always my problem with Elise and like, it still continues to be a problem that I have, but I mean, what can I say? I listened to it. And so it was my best and my worst because, and it's not, it's, it's from goop. It's of goop. Yeah. And I'm sure some people, um, some of our listeners probably already listened to the podcast. I'm sure some of you do. And if you listen to it, let's talk about it because I am getting into it. I'm curious to check it out. I can't, uh, promise to listen to it regularly, but I will check an episode out. I think you'll, I think you'll be like bemused and entertained sure. for 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mostly now just, unless you're a tennis podcast, I'm not going to add you to the rotation. It's too much. There are too many. Too many. Well, my best was an old chestnut, an old favorite, um, something I'm glad that we're returning to. It was the new edition of Megan Tries It. Oh yeah. See, this was, this was my craziest. Cause it gave me anxiety. Go on. Oh, okay. So like, so Megan, it's basically this new, this like salon and this new product that she tried, um, called act and acre cold processed scalp detox, yeah. which is a It's like one more sort of step in your hair routine. Cause you but always need more. You always need more. And I, as someone who does suffer from like a dry scalp and I, I have a hard time, like I have to use uh like disgusting, cheap anti-dandruff sh- shampoos, which I really don't like, but it's sort of like, like head and shoulders or something. It's like the only thing that works. And I guess that's better spending like $2 on shampoo than spending like $5 million on shampoo. But um, I would really like to try this scalp detox. And, and then I just loved, I have two Megan things on my list this week and both of them have to do with her sort of New York life and her like bopping into this new salon and now having like a nine step hair routine, um, which starts and ends with, you know, goop products. Uh, so I just, I just enjoy, and I enjoy, I always enjoy her writing. She, she compared, um, focusing on her scalp to when she was in high school and her friends watched Sex in the City and all looked at their vulvas for the first time. Oh my God, that sounds like a nightmare. So I guess like her scalp is, scalp is the new vulva for Megan. I get it. So I just, well, I enjoy, I yeah, it. I just enjoyed it. No, I do get it. Cause it's like, you're looking at the thing that you don't, um, that you don't want to see yeah. like you're like looking at the part of yourself that you just like keep hidden because you're ashamed of it and it's like it's different but like your scalp is also somewhat like an intimate part of your body because you just it is always like covered up and you're like Ooh, what's going on up there it's like you don't know what's going on up there same with your vulva you got to really work to see it uh yeah so um, that was that was my best um i'm just glad that like she's out there she's trying new things she's writing about it it's fun What's your worst? Cause my best. Oh yeah. So my, my worst is also Elise. Um, so I was minding my own business, Mm -hmm. reading an article on goop, uh, called most used cooking tools, kitchen appliances you'll have forever and worthy pantry upgrades. The article itself Mm -hmm. is like very mediocre. It doesn't even really belong on the list at all. I say, wow. But you know, when you're on goop and you like get to the end of the article, it automatically like scrolls down to another article. 
Yeah, I hate that actually. I hate it. I always end up on like an article from like three years yeah, ago, and then I keep talking about it on the podcast, like it came out this week, and then you're like, I don't see it, and I'm like, oh, it's because it just like scrolled to this. Yeah, and it's like I've read literally every article on this fucking site. I don't need to ever see one again. I want to forget about it permanently. And so this one, I'm I'm reading the article, I'm scrolling, and then I see a shock of dark hair, a gummy smile. <laughs> oh god and i'm like oh my god what she's back but it's just like an old elise it's called elise's at home survival list and it was like elise during the pandemic what she and her kids were doing and i'm like why are you because someone on the back end in goop is like programming which articles to scroll to after you're finished with the new one i'm like you really should just like erase any trace of her on this website like why are- i just want to know what happened like is there a fight is there gonna be like a lawsuit like what is happening i don't know and now reading this like reading this stuff about elise i'm i'm maybe i'm projecting or i'm seeing stuff that's not there but like there's a little sort of passive aggressive digs at her in this article because <laughs> like first of all the picture is not super flattering i feel like everyone always looks so beautiful on goop and then you get to elise and it's like you know that there was a better take somewhere she wants to look like that though because i listened to her on this podcast and she's like i am in my masculine she's like i'm very masculine okay so yeah yeah she wants she's a masculine woman she's a she's a miranda or possibly even a che something like this but so they say oh so this is like yeah elise during the pandemic you know how's she getting through it blah 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 um, so they made her, you know, th- this was when she was still doing the pod, the Goop podcast, and she was doing it remotely. So this, they say, on our video calls, we hope for cameos by her sons, or at least a, a classic Elise side tangent story that ends with Montana, mushrooms, or an esoteric book we've never heard of. And maybe that's, you know, complimenting her sort of intellectual Ooh. curiosity, but also it could be like, oh, you're, um, you're just really tiresome talking about the same things every time. No, I think that like they go to her and they're like, what book should I read? And she's like, you need to read this book about like how you can't eat tomatoes and like, it'll kill you. And then like, they listen with like, with like rapt attention, like as she like monologues about whatever she read in a nonfiction book. That's, that's how she's getting these women on. But then isn't ultimately, isn't that Gwyneth's job is to be the person who everyone turns to, to say like, what are you doing? What are you reading? What are you cooking? What do you put in your body? No, Gwyneth, yes, Gwyneth is, okay, Gwyneth is intuitive, Gwyneth is, like, she's got it, she's got instinct, she is the authentic thing, Elise is the intellect, so Gwyneth is the heart, and Elise is the brain. And and Gwyneth probably doesn't have the time to, like, actually, like, seek, she has to be, like, she has, she's not, like, seeking things out that no one else, like, Elise, I guess, has the, the time or the energy to actually, like, seek new things out that people haven't really brought to them if Gwyneth reads a book she's doing it for herself she's not gonna like tell you about it in a way to like make you it's like it's your job to tell her what's in the book it's not her job to tell you that's true like she's not gonna do that for you like that's what I guess what goop is about but like she's not gonna like sit and like say like let me tell you about this book and like why I love it she's just gonna like make somebody else do that and be like oh yeah I like this book why don't you explain it I don't want to Mm. So now I'm like, I mean, I never really liked her being on Goop, but now I'm worried that if Elise isn't there, who is the person that's actually going to like be the idea person and to like drive Goop into the future? 
Well, no, she's in the past. That's the problem. Elise, first of all, Gwyneth, you have to trust Gwyneth's instincts. She knows better than Elise. Always has and always will because you can't, um, you can't outthink a good gut instinct. Mm -hmm. And like, obviously Gwyneth is- she's yeah it's like uh like donald trump you can't you can't beat like someone with a a, yeah it's like they're donald trump and hillary yes exactly (laughs) and elise is yeah so um so like they know that like elise's brand of thinking with the amanda chantal bacon and the manifesting and the weird diets and the like spiritual bypassing are increasingly unfashionable because they are so damaging that there is like a new populism that demands like a more like egalitarian approach to wellness yeah and everything has to be framed around sort of a a social justice angle and well Elise doesn't have Elise cannot go there she her brain shuts off she doesn't understand like she doesn't understand she doesn't care about anybody and she doesn't understand that and so that's what Gwyneth the movie star the Marvel star gets because she understands people way better than Elise does yeah and it's like it's it's um threading that needle of we still need to make this super exclusive and super you know palatable to our one percent clientele but we also need to pivot and and make it seem like because all yeah like you i think you've mentioned previously like all these alternative health cures and this sort of this this wellness culture is complete like when when there's an actual you know pandemic where eight hundred thousand people in our country have died all that stuff seems even you know more ridiculous and like almost evil (laughs) Yeah. And like, I think the stereotype that people were assuming Goop would do was to talk the way Elise and this other girl, I think it was Elise, I could be like misattributing that to her, but like the way they're talking about this other podcast where it's like, oh, we had help. So it was fine. And like, oh, we were in our country home. So it was actually really lovely. And I think they called it something really awful and grotesque, like a cosmic timeout or something, like something really gross like that. Yeah. And it's like, it wasn't a fucking timeout. People were dying. People were working like 20 hour days to save lives. Like it wasn't a timeout. They were piling bodies on like Navy ships. Like what the fuck are you, how out of touch and insensitive do you have to be to look at it that way? And I think that that was people when they thought about Goop in that time, they were like ready to attack and they were prepared for Goop to come with that kind of response that kind of angle and goop and gwyneth are too smart and they never went there they completely they i mean i don't think that they were shy about what they were personally doing but they never like i never got the sense that they were saying like this is how you should do it or like no well they 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 pivoted whatever they pivoted away from those sort of big picture things in general and focused on like beauty products and sex toys those were like the big things that happened this year in goop like they were like we're expanding all of our beauty products now you can get this cream this lotion this glycolic acid blah blah blah. and then we're also going to make 55 million different types of vibrators yeah and they were smart because they started selling more because people were buying more stuff online so like they didn't have to like they didn't need to like a court controversy in a time when like no it's not good to actually be controversial controversial right now and like they could just um you know they could just sell stuff yeah 
Yeah. And Elise yeah. isn't, and Elise is, I don't think she's quite caught up there to that yet. No, she's not. <laughs> like, she's not a natural happened. saleswoman. She probably doesn't have any use for Elise sex is- toys. I think she might be like ace or something perhaps. Well, Elise is like selling Elise constantly. Yeah. Like she's selling herself and um, the American people were not buying. No, okay. No. No. Uh, well, I'm glad that she's better audience. Yeah. I mean, she'll, yeah, she'll find her niche. She'll probably run for like city council of Santa Monica or something. What if she's like the mayor of Santa Monica? <laughs> like, are you watching Kirby Enthusiasm? Yeah. <laughs> they have <laughs> like the, the whole, the whole mayoral race of Santa Monica. Yeah. Oh, uh, Tracy Ullman. I love that show so much. Oh my God. I love it. Um, well, Wow. We thought perhaps we were never going to have to talk about that woman again. And yet she is all oh. over this podcast. I mean, she came to me. Yeah, she came. Yeah, she came to both I mean, of us. She, she was gone and she came back to remind us. She must be manifesting. I bet you she manifested about us this fucking week. I bet you she did. She's I bet like, you she was like, oh, I'm going to get into Aggie, Agnes and Brian's little heads. Yeah, because she's a, because she, I'm sure she knows. Yeah, she knows. She knows. She knows. Yeah, 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 whatever. Sorry. Um, all right. Well, those were our bests and our worsts. Did you talk about your craziest? My craziest was the same Megan piece because oh, yeah. I because I loved it. The crazy one, obviously me, because I like have so I do you ever feel like you need to buy like so much stuff and you'll never be able to buy enough because you have to have like everything do you ever feel that I, way you know like, I, I get um I get obsessed in different with different things like I'll get obsessed with a certain thing that I'm like I need to have but I don't I don't think I have that gene where I'm like I have to have everything like I don't I don't I don't think I get that I get it really bad well because I'm like okay like I need to buy an entire new system like I need to be reborn Mm -hmm. every year with all new products and I'm at this point where like all of my products either come from Target they're like the dregs of shit from Goop or they're like samples I got from Ipsy because I guess I do still get an Ipsy bag um and that's everything that I fucking have right now and I'm like I need which some of the stuff is really good but some of it's garbage anyway I need stuff my hair is really fucked up right now. I'm getting my hair done tomorrow. It's way overdue. And I'm just looking at all of this shit. And I'm like, there's so many things that I need. And it was basically every single thing in this Megan hair fucking thing. Oh my God, wait, the Sangre de whatever. I think it's available. Oh no, it's not the Garden of Earth. Oh no, I looked. You know, I thought that too. I clicked on it, but that was not the stupid body wash. Yeah, that's not the shampoo. It's the body Bastard. wash. God damn it! Fucking sorry. They get me every goddamn I think, time. I think with this with this article, you really just have to focus on the one central product that she's talking about, which is the Actin Acre Cold Process Scalp Detox. And everything. But that's one thing I don't really want. Oh, really? But everything else on <laughs> Goop, because Goop is always going to have a list of 10 things that they want you to buy. And so you yeah, have to just like, I think you just have to like tune that out it, unless you want to go crazy. 
Because no yeah. one, not even Megan herself or not even Gwyneth has a 10 step daily hair process. It's not possible. No, you can't. And you shouldn't. I mean, you would lose your mind. And the, la- the last step is, is like eat clean by using these pans. <laughs> like, you know, hair is healthy f- from the inside out if you're eating clean. And it's like, come on, you're, you're, you're uh, stretching it's a, here. It's a, reach. it's a stretch. But I do use not those pans, but I think it's like the same thing. Sure, sure. The, the green pans. Yeah. And I, oh, ooh, I just got a coupon from Goop Kitchen. Oh, yeah. 20% off. Not bad, not bad, not bad. Really good because I haven't ordered from them in a while. Hmm. Customer service. Uh, See, police, pay attention. Oh, yeah. When I went to the West Side to go see that movie, I was going to go to Goop Kitchen because it was right by the Colony Ghost Kitchen. But then (laughs) it's also that area. It's right by all those great um, ramen shops on Sautel. Yeah. I really just would rather have ramen. So I went. I mean, well, it's been so cold yeah. and rainy and it's like, what are you going to get? Like a fucking um, spring roll salad or like, you, oh my God, the spring roll salad. I mean, it's good, or but it's a little depressing. The sweet potato soup. That's the only soup they have or the bone broth, which is just literally bone broth. Itself. Yeah. But like, you know, what else is bone broth is ramen. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that has like really good like noodles and shit yeah. on it. And is the broth itself is a lot better oh, so than the um, anyway, so that's why I didn't, I didn't go to Goop Kitchen. Uh, what was that? Sure. I guess two weeks ago now. You did the right thing. Um, all right. Here's my craziest. Okay, and this okay. is crazy in a good way. But finally, yeah. Goop, after years and years of selling women sex toys, they finally decided this one's for the boys. We're doing what did they make? sex toys for the penis, prostate, and perineum. The three Ps. Wow. And how to yeah. use them. Pushing for this for years. Uh, yes, I was very excited. Um, so this is something I don't know. I'm not. Eh, I'm not going to go too graphic because um, they really they really get down and dirty with these descriptions of these sex toys. They sure well, they do that with yeah um, all of them. So yeah, I'll just um, you know if you want to skip ahead, skip ahead. If you want to hear me talk about sexy things, go for it. Okay. Um, so they don't really, they didn't really make any like new things. They're just like, oh, you can also use our existing sex toys this way. I see. So they tell you the, you know, the, the wand one, they're just like, oh, you know, just like stick it on your perineum and vibrate it and you'll have fun. So that's a good. Is your perineum like your taint? taint yes. Okay. Yes. Um, then there's one that I've never seen before. It's called a vibrating perineum stimulator. And it's like a, it's like a cock ring. So you like put it around, sorry. You put it around like your cock and your balls, and then there's like a little thing sticking up like underneath it that vibrates. And then so you can just sort of like whatever. Um, th- okay. that one's $119. Then they get into the anus and the prostate. Um, so they have a, a lube, a $28 Provence and apothecary sex oil. That actually looks nice. Lube is something that you should spend more money on. Is it? I mean, it's like, I mean, pl- cheap lube is fine. It gets the job done, but it doesn't like smell nice or anything. Mm. Um, so, okay. So then they talk about, you know, that there's that tilt. Um, I guess it's not a vibrator. It's like a dildo. Cause it's just like a thing. It's like an inanimate it object. Do, yeah. Do anything. So I know it vibrates. Oh, it's a butt plug. It's a butt plug. Yeah. So it's like, um, yeah, I guess, I mean, obviously anyone can use a butt plug. Everyone has a butt. Uh, so that's a butt plug. And then they tell you, they try to 
spring oh nut on you again the like oh nuts on here yeah the rings which again which i really do think it seems like it would get lodged in your asshole and you have to go to the emergency room like i don't know to me and then what the hell do i know and then they go down to the penis and the testicles and these ones i mean everyone obviously has like a different level of sensitivity this seems like too much honestly to like torture to put your vibrator on your penis and it's like it's that's too sensitive of thing or like on your ball give me i mean ooh, i don't know i mean if you put a vibrator on your testicles it's see i mean i don't have testicles but it seems like it would be very painful. yeah i mean i would especially not want if i was having to do that i would definitely need to like do it myself so i could control every aspect of it but i can't imagine having someone else just like just I mean, it's like a pat. I mean, I guess coming ugh, I don't know. It. but yeah, yeah each, each I just do a stabbing motion when I was <laughs> describing it to Brian, which I'm sure is not the way no. it works. But no, but they, I mean, they really get graphic on these ones because they're like this, you know, very specific area where your shaft meets the glands, and you stick oh, this oh. here, and then on your balls, it's like the little the seam in between your balls on your scrotum. This is where you put this one, and it's like too much it's too graphic it's like it's embarrassing and i guess you're supposed to just be really open about like all of your body parts and whatever but it's like my god i'm not i don't know what do you want from me i don't i'm not okay it's fine it's like not everyone has to be a fucking how sex positive do you have to be i mean it's too it's gone too far too far (laughs) it's gone (laughs) i i don't know uh so yeah so anyway not really the only like new product that i haven't seen before is that vibrating cock ring which seems like intriguing i'll have to say yeah i mean everything else is like the women's ones or i'm sorry because now they definitely don't say the words men or women on this which i get is good so they're like you know if you're a scrotum haver do this if you're a vulva haver do this but yeah um all the most of them are just like repurposed also, like, I bet there are a lot of people who read Goop who have scrotums but identify as women and, like, are women who read Goop who, like, should be included in these conversations, too. Like, that's also... Like, yeah, we never see anything geared for trans women. Trans women. I mean... But it's, like... I I mean, yeah. I'm sure Goop has, like, a really eclectic fan base. Uh, well, I just feel like Goop is for women, so it should be inclusive to all women. That is well. absolutely true. I mean, Goop, yeah, they've no, I mean, they, it's not just for women, but it's like mostly it's mostly for women. women. And this, this stuff, all this stuff seems, I mean, I guess this is like technically for all, for, for, for cis men, for, for straight men and it gay feels men. Like it's for cis, yeah, it feels like it's for cis men, probably gay. Probably gay. <laughs> I mean, I like, I think straight men more and more are doing more, you know, butt stuff. I think that's like, they, oh i just mean like who's firing up this article oh yeah i don't know i don't think any straight men are like firing up this article but it is yeah. like a very like oh maybe i'll get my husband this thing or, or try it out in a certain yeah. way yeah um but no i think especially like that butt plug is definitely for the gays yeah probably vibrating and so are green pans and so are what the green pans sure yeah it's all for the gays 
<sighs> well that was the craziest oh now i'm like red oh, in the face God. i'm so embarrassed i know now it's like you need a fucking cigarette after that conversation. And it's like this happens every week it's like i can't keep doing this i'm not damn savage okay like i can't sit here talking about butt plugs i want to talk about fucking face the la- the literally the last thing the two of us would have ever wanted to do when we started this podcast was talk about sex or making this like a I sex never Never and now, all, now we're fucking Carrie and Che in their skyscraper. I, I feel like Goop is Che and we're both Carrie and we're like, uh, well, and then Goop is like, you got to talk about your fucking pussy. And we're like, no. <laughs> uh, I want to go back to, yeah, just sitting on the stoop and smoking cigarettes and, and just like writing my little, writing column a little column about, about burger. burger. <laughs> Uh, oh man all right okay what would you try okay let me get my little list I would try oh the um so somewhere on this newsletter there were like a bunch of these really good sets I think it popped up for me when I was reading the Megan tries it but there were like these like jade face roller sets and just like there was like a Tata Harper set that was like 150 bucks or something is that possible um and I was just like I want to just buy because my craziest was me have my anxiety over feeling like I needed to buy every single thing on goop I was like maybe just a nice set Mm -hmm. yeah would be good because then you it's one price you get a few things they was this the same art that was all the like travel size stuff the minis or was that different no, it, I don't, maybe it was, maybe it was because it, the minis, I don't fully get the big minis rollout because I, I think it's, tra- it's, like, it's for people that are traveling, I think, but they've always kind of had minis, but yes, it is. It's the Tata Harper glow facial kit. It's $115 and it's like a cute little kit. Yeah. Um, it has like, I don't know. It's a double cleansing kit. And then there's another one that is for something else, whatever that just like, it came with a roller, like a Jade roller. It's not in the same thing, but those, that's what I want. I want to get like kits. And again, I want to scrape my face with Jade every day. It sounds good. Or as long as I possibly can. I need one of those rollers. I need honestly to get injectables. Brian. It's it's, I've been, injectable pilled by real housewives of orange county and watching terry dubrow's gorgeous 60 year old face without a crease or wrinkle on it well i might be going on a little field trip soon <sighs> with a someone that maybe we could oh really huh okay well how well i'll talk to you offline about this field yeah, trip. i don't know if i can do it but it's a yeah i'm not i don't know either but interesting yeah okay. well I'm ready to go. I'm ready to get started. Yeah. I've, I want it so bad. Yeah. I think I sort of do too. I just, I'm scared because is it possible like that? Like when I went and got my laser Fraxel, I really did go to like a bargain basement place and I was like, just burn my face off. I don't care. But I sort of, and I think that the results were actually great. I'm really happy with them, but with actual injectables, I want to go to like a good person i can't i mean if it's just like botox well still you i mean i would do a, it seems like it's pretty egalitarian at this point bad botox is noticeable. no it's true oh my god oh yeah that's true they have some there was um there's like a singing competition that's related to drag race where it's like drag race singers 
and um wow. they showed one of the queens had his husband in the audience and it was one of those people that they have to be like 29 and they've gotten so much botox already and they just look like yeah. a sick freak and that's that's my worst nightmare one of my biggest one of my fears about it is it just like okay like you look bad for like six months or whatever but you know, you can reach a point of no return with it yeah. where you can't get it anymore. And it's like, you want to make sure that that is as far in the future as possible. So like, I want to work with someone who's going to like ease me into this. Yeah. You know? Totally. Yeah. And you want to, that's why, yeah, you, you definitely want to go to someone where if you say, you know, just do a little bit, they'll respect your wishes. I would actually go to my dermatologist. Cause I trust them. Like um, I trust them, you know, to shave off my moles. So I would trust them uh, with Botox. Because they're like actual doctors. Yeah, they're doctors. I mean, sure, it's more expensive that way, but like, I would trust them. I mean, I got my Fraxel from a guy who like, I think was like renting a doctor's office all on the weekend. <laughs> it's like those Brazilian <laughs> butt lifts where those poor women die. Yeah, that's like the most dangerous surgery you can possibly Ugh. get. But I guess I heard that Kim and the rest of them got theirs taken out. Yeah, so. I think it's that's all over. All right. Back to the waif look. Kate Moss is coming back. I don't know. Well, luckily I'm too old for any of it, no. so I don't have to worry about that. Um, all right. I would try. This is another Megan recommendation. This is on the Goop 15. Um, as everyone knows, I am probably still going to New York next week. No, I am going to New York. And so Megan has a, has a good restaurant recommendation all the way out in Ridgewood, which is the trendiest neighborhood in New York. It was like Bushwick was you know, eight years ago when I left. Okay. And it's a place called Rolos. And I've heard this actually recommended a few times by various tastemakers that I trust. Um, but it just seems like a great neighborhood restaurant. She says she get there's like a wood fire oven. She gets shrimp dumplings. It's sort of like eclectic American food. Um, people opened it. They used to work at the Gramercy Tavern. Mm. They have, uh, Sammy Paradise Passion Fruit Cocktails, Homemade Ice Cream. It just looks like a great, like if that was in my neighborhood, I would just go all the time. Oh yeah, it looks great. So I don't know that I'll have time. I think I've already gotten reservations for dinner. We're sort of just staying pretty much around the Lower East Side. Um, but if I, maybe during the day, I, I'll take the subway out to, to Queens and check it out. Yeah, it looks really good. Yeah. And I trust Megan in all things. I miss- I do miss having like really nice, good restaurants around me. Well, I mean, well, you have, you know, um, I mean, it's a little expensive for a neighborhood restaurant, but uh, Petit Trois is like a great bistro right by you. I have Petit Trois and um, Casa Vega yeah. are like the two like, good ones, but like the normal, just like every day, like, do you want to go out to dinner? Where should we go places? They're, it's very, I don't think it's many not- of them exist anymore. Like, especially for the price point that I like, I don't know. I used, used to be able to go get a, like a meal and a beer somewhere for like 20 bucks. No. And that's just not possible. Not but you can get it for 30. 30 yeah. 30. So you just 20. Yeah. 30 is the new 20. But I mean, Petit Trois is going to be like 50. 50. Yeah. Just uh, Petit Trois is too expensive for a typical night. I mean, Petit Trois is like we go, but it's like we go. I mean, we haven't been since we moved here, but we used to go like kind of a lot, but like we would go for like something more special. Like I think we went on like our anniversary once. Yeah. Like we go for- like, It's a great, it's a great special occasion restaurant. 
it's delicious. Oh my God. It's so good. Um, but yeah, even my, like, I would say Al Aqua is probably the closest thing that we have to like a neighborhood restaurant. That's like an, it's nice enough to, you know, bring people, but then it's also casual enough to just go. But even then, mm-hmm. if you're getting a you know glass of natural wine and a pasta splitting an app, it's like 50 bucks a person. Oh that, yeah. It, know. it adds up. Yeah. We just have to go to, um, the great Greek or, which is actually pretty good or, um, Maria's Italian kitchen <laughs> Yeah, yeah. or Pagliacci is my favorite. Oh, like Pagliacci, like, but Dr. I am Pagliacci. The, uh, these, the, the joke. is that Seinfeld? Yeah. And then it's like, a, a, yeah. And then Seinfeld That's crazy joke made a whole thing about it. And then it's like, there's a restaurant called that. That's just like sad clown. <laughs> that sounds fun. Actually. The Valley's <laughs> wild. Valley is so wild. Yeah. Um, all right. What would you buy? Um, I would buy, I think I've said this before, but I was like really close, like in my cart to buy this pink glass pitcher that they have that I, I'm scared that one day it like won't be on goop anymore. It's not expensive. It's like 45 bucks. I love it. I've always loved it. And like sort of coveted this fucking pitcher. It's, you would recognize it. It comes, there's like also like some glasses that you can get to, I don't know. I just like, it never feels like the right time where I'm like, oh, I'm going to get this, but it's like, it's just a $45 pitcher. Like, why don't, why didn't I just, it is not, I mean, I think we might have a pitcher somewhere, but it's like, what am I going to do? Make lemonade. You can also use it as a vase. And I also have like weird shelving in my kitchen. That's like too shallow to actually keep anything on. And it's like obviously intended for like decor. Like there's literally nothing else would fit on it. Yeah. So I'm like, and I have a picture up there right now, just sitting there and I don't really actually love it. So I'm like, maybe I could swap this out for a better picture. (laughs) Yeah. But it seems like, and then, you know, I could pull it down and put something in it if I wanted to. And if it's pretty, $45 is like pretty reasonable. It's reasonable. It's like not expensive. I don't know what my problem is. I just like, I know. So I think I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. But I might wait till after the holidays because it's just stupid. It's like, I feel like money during the holidays, it's like money is just flying. Oh God. It's like, I mean, I don't even have a big family. Like I have, you know, five people to shop for and it's just, and I don't even buy really expensive things, but yeah, it just adds up. Everything adds up. It just adds up. And also moving, it's oh. like, it never ends. And there's so much that we still have to get yeah. that like, a pit, it's just like everything I have to buy. Like, I just, I can't just like buy like random. No, moving is like a whole year's worth of having to scrounge really. Oh yeah. Cause like we still need, we don't have any curtains. Mm. Like there's just so much to do. So uh i would buy this is quick i would just buy what we already talked about the um megan's um act and acre cold process scalp detox yeah i mean it does seem it nice. sounds it just seems very cooling it's like a it's a she said botanical with like basil uh i might it's actually really close to the salon is really close to where we're staying so maybe i'll oh drop by and get some yeah do it uh, I'm just going to be like a dime square twink for the next week. Oh my God. That sounds like heaven. It'd be fun. I walked, I had fun in dime square when I was in New York over the summer. 
we just like I don't know we didn't like hang out there but we just like ended up there and got smoothies it was really nice yeah I mean there's just lots of like it's close to I mean we're we're staying more on like the traditional Lower East Side but we'll most of the restaurants we're going are like down there and um and you know I always like to keep current hang out on the, the cool new neighborhoods I think that's where Megan lives because that's where all of her restaurants are. But she lives, I think she lives in like e, like Brooklyn, like Bushwick because the, the um, Rolos is in Ridgewood. So I think she lives uh, out there. I don't think she lives in Manhattan. Okay. Maybe. But she probably, it's, she's, probably it's, it's, she's off either the, she's probably off like the J train. So it's like, it's the, um, you know, the Brooklyn Times Square Express basically. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know um well wherever she lives i'm sure she's loving yeah. it all right guys well i think this might be the last one we do for a couple weeks yeah because then it's gonna well it's gonna be christmas, christmas eve year. next week and i'll be gone and then my birthday and i'll still be gone and then so yeah uh oh my god that's like a long time i mean maybe we'll, we can try to schedule something while i'm away um i can i can probably do one um, remotely maybe let's say we'll try try, yeah if not (laughs) definitely right after the new year we'll be back full force yeah uh so everyone stay safe um have a great holiday yeah whatever holiday you celebrate okay enjoy and and um enjoy everything and we will see you later all right bye Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.